Over the past 18 years, my family and I have moved a ton and we have learned some financial lessons along the way. In this episode, I share my top three lessons and so much more. Are you tired of the traditional money advice? Me too. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. Join me each week for down-to-earth money conversations that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. And you will probably learn some Spanish along the way too. Lista? You ready? Empecemos with. Let's get started. Hola, how are you? I'm excited to have you here today. This is Jen Hempel, your host. One thing you may or may not know about me, depending on how long you have been here with me, is that I have moved a lot. In fact, we have moved approximately eight times in the past 18 years, and my husband has technically moved more in those same 18 years, which has made finances really interesting. In all this moving, I have learned many financial lessons and I'm going to share with you my top three of them. You're also going to learn the stats which show the reality of how often people move. So you can keep that in mind as life goes on for you and how much it can cost to move as well as some quick and dirty tips for your next move, which can save you money. Before we do that, I want to do La Mención Semanal or the weekly shout out. And this week it goes to Dana. She finally had the money talk with her husband and it went really well that she shares. And she also with her husband together wrote out their goals for the future and they're working on a budget, which seems really scary for her, but I know she can do it. So thanks Dana for sharing that with us. Let's go on and get to today's content. Let me tell you a little bit about the realities of moving today. Just because you may not be part of the military, stats show that you will move. Did you know, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, the average person in the United States moves residences more than 11 times in his or her lifetime? I'm wondering, can you count how many times you have moved, whether it's been from one neighborhood to another or to another state or to another country? Do a, do a quick count and see if, how you compare to those 11 times so far. Also, approximately 28 million Americans move every year. That's 28 million Americans. And the average move costs between two to $4,000. This is within from one state to another for about 7,400 pounds. Now, this is the cost for the actual movers, right? So this is an approximate cost and doesn't account for any other moving costs because besides if you are using movers and paying movers to help you pack and then the shipment to your new place, there are definitely other costs, right? And believe me, there are plenty of them. Now, my top three money-saving lessons. Here we go. These are some lessons that I wish someone had told us, but instead, we learned the hard way. Lesson number one, 
you need to set up aside for those unexpected moving expenses. No move is alike. No matter how many times you move, you miss some sort of unexpected expense. That's the reality. There is no crystal ball, unfortunately, especially when you don't know what you're looking for. You just don't know what you don't know. It doesn't matter how many times you move. Sometimes there's things that are there that you're going to have to spend money on that you didn't have to spend money on in the previous move. That's just how it is. And you can Google all you want, come up with the best plan. And I'm a planner. I love planning. And when things don't go according to plan at one time, that was not a good thing for me. I did not sit well with me, but I've learned to be more flexible with it because no matter how much research you do, you're going to miss something. I know I always have because I, like I said, I'm a planner. I do the research. I look into everything and then I still miss something and that's okay. So that's lesson number one. Just, it doesn't have to be a perfect number. Speaking of planning, right? It doesn't have to be a perfect number, but you do need to set money aside for those unexpected moving expenses because you never know that you, maybe you move your, and all of a sudden your car dies and you weren't planning to purchase another car for a while. Or it can be a numerous or maybe in that state, you weren't expecting to pay a certain fee for something. I'm inserting X something here. And now that you do. So just set some money aside. The amount is up to you. Just make sure that you have something because something is better than nothing. Maybe that something that you set aside and something unexpected happens isn't enough, but at least you had something. It's better than nothing, right? Lesson number two, make sure you follow the claims guidelines. This is if you're using um, some movers, packers to pack your stuff. So make sure you follow the claim guidelines. So if there's any missing broken items, it doesn't cost you more money than it needs to. If you move and nothing's broken or damaged or missing, you consider yourself lucky. And this is definitely from experience. When we moved to the DC area, I'm going to paint the scenario here. We moved. My husband was actually, this was another move for him. He moved to Korea because he had to be there for a year and we moved to DC. So my husband's in Korea. I'm in the DC area with the boys. We don't know anybody. We actually have some family, but other than that, we're new to the area. We're unpacking, trying to get the boys settled in their schools and their activities, trying to manage business, right? And let me tell you something. If you, depending on how much you move, you may or may not know. When packers pack, sometimes when they put stuff in boxes, it's nowhere matches the description of what they wrote on the box, They could put clothes with some kitchen items and you wouldn't even know it until you open that box and you've been looking for this kitchen appliance, let's say, and it was with clothes that you wouldn't even look in that box for that kitchen appliance, right? So sometimes that's how it is. Sometimes trash gets packed. But anyways, that's besides the point. So With this move, this was actually the first move that we had that much stuff missing, damaged. And because I was busy with the boys and just be managing, um, managing everything, all the household stuff by myself, 
I didn't want to file a claim and find that item later. That didn't sit well with me. So for me, it was taking the time to unpack and make sure that I didn't find that item later. So I had a list of the items I couldn't find. Some were bulkier and and we were actually missing, uh, what were we missing? We were missing a vacuum cleaner. We were missing a steam cleaner. So those bulky items that wouldn't go in a box. So I had those down and I knew those, we weren't going to find those, but there were some other items that were missing that we couldn't find. Again, I wanted to file it all at once and I wanted to make sure that I didn't find them later. Because again, for me, it's a big guilt trip. If I file a claim and all of a sudden I find it later, not cool. So what ended up happening was that I missed the deadline by a day and they wouldn't budge. So this was about a thousand dollar plus loss in terms of damages, in terms of missing items. Uh, And that was just not cool. But again, it was because I was taking my time. And it wasn't that I was just being lazy. I just had a lot of stuff to do. And so I was trying to balance the unpacking uh, with business, with family, with all the things that involve with being in a new place, right? And when you're in a new place, there's a lot to get done when you're getting settled in. So just make sure that you follow the claim guidelines because I tried, they would not budge. They would not budge. So that was a loss. Lesson number three, and this is a big one, as well as talk to the people living there. By talking to the people living there, you're going to get the inside scoop on what it's like to be living there, on costs, on places to go, places to avoid, right? So when you can find where to buy, you know, where should you buy and rent a home? Obviously you can talk to a realtor, do your own research, but it's also good to talk to people to get a better idea for the neighborhoods, especially if you can't visit there prior to, which I would recommend that you do, but you can also get a better feel for the schools because yes, you can see all the reviews online, but sometimes just talking to a person makes a world of a difference and you can get the scoop on doctors, salons. If you love manicures, pedicures, whatever is important to you, you can do this by talking to the people already living there because they know, they know the real deal of what's going on, right? And you can do this by asking either your future coworkers there and uh, really a resource that I have found invaluable are local Facebook groups. They are such a great way to do this, to connect with others and see and get the inside scoop of what's going on. I know for me personally, when I search for Facebook groups uh, in the area, I have been able to find Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Find hairdressers this way. I've been able to find the dentists, doctors, those type of things this way, just because instead of, it narrows down the scope of where to look. And granted, it's not always perfect. I have been in one of those Facebook groups, actually on the move here, was recommended this hairstylist. And actually, so I went to the hairstylist and I got my hair done and, and colored and that hairstylist was was fine. And then I went back again, she wasn't available and I needed a hair color. So I went with another one and 
it got ruined my hair. It was, it was a terrible experience. So sometimes it's not the perfect, uh, the perfect solution, but it's going to narrow down the scope of where you are going to start to lock. So I find Facebook groups really, really helpful. You, you can search terms such as, uh, the town or the area, uh, you can search, uh, moms, you can search women. There's so many different ways to find the Facebook group. So just kind of Facebook search instead of Google search. Uh, so using that search bar and because there's a ton of help of helpful Facebook, Facebook groups. So I want to, to make sure that you take advantage of that. All right. So those were my top three money lessons. Again, my top three money lessons are number one, is to set up money aside for those unexpected moving expenses. Number two, make sure that you follow the claim fine lines to the T. Make sure you really look at that due date. Uh, how many, you know, how many months, how many days do you have? Is 60 days, 90 days, 120 days from the date of delivery. And number three, make sure that you talk to the people living there. Uh, and Facebook's Facebook groups are really a wonderful resource to do so in my experience. And also just remember that even though maybe you haven't moved a ton, the data shows, the stats show that you're going to move 11 times in your lifetime. And it does cost money to move. As I mentioned earlier, it can t- cost between $2,000 to $4,000. This is just within the States. This is not anything international. And this is just literally the cost to take your stuff from one location to another. And that's just approximately based on 7,400 pounds. So if you have more than 7,400 pounds, it could be more than that. And I know for our household, so this is a family of four, I believe usually when they weigh us out, I believe it's about uh, right under 10,000 pounds with the stuff that we have that we don't use to our furniture and all our, all our stuff. It's about under 10,000. This is, so this is over the 7,400 that I just mentioned. Now, in terms of quick and dirty tips to implement that will save you money, here are some things that I have found useful. When we move, just moving in general, it's always a great time to declutter. And you can do that. You can donate, you can throw away, or you can actually sell items, right? So when you sell items, you're earning a little bit of money there. Most of the time, what I do is just donate, or sometimes depending on the condition, I just throw away, but it's a great time to declutter. And by decluttering, you are lessening how much you move, right? How much has to be packed up, which was, is going to save you money and time. The second quick and dirty tip that I have for you is before you move, watch what you buy in food and cleaning supplies, because what tends to happen is you think that uh, you're going to use up the food or you don't even think about it. And I know in the past, I made the mistake early on, uh, there was really some good deals uh, from one of those uh, meat trucks that come drive in the neighborhood. And I bought a bunch of meat and chicken and fish. I got a really good deal. And about five months later, we moved. And that all that meat and chicken and all that, we hadn't even gone through half of it. I don't think we went through half of it. I mean, we still had a good bit left. So what did we have to do? We were actually moving overseas. So even if we weren't moving overseas, unless we were moving right across town, we could keep it. But 
So we had to get rid of it, right? We had to uh, give it to other families. And with cleaning supplies, sometimes, well, you think, well, I'll just take it to the next home. Well, what if you don't have room? Right. And movers typically won't pack that stuff because they're toxic, right? They're hazardous chemicals and they are not going to pack that stuff. So that means you will have to pack it in the car with you. And what if it doesn't fit? <laughs> you maybe you're packing your car up so tight that you, you don't have enough room for those cleaning supplies. So typically food and cleaning supplies is stuff that if you have too much of that before you move, you, that goes to waste unless you you may not consider uh, giving it to friends and or other family members uh, to, as a waste, of course, but it's not going to go with you. It's not going to go with you. The cleaning supplies, you're going to have to purchase it again when we get to, you get to your new location and cleaning supplies are not cheap. So some things to consider, just watch the food and cleaning supplies before you move. Don't stock up is what I'm trying to tell you. Don't stock up. Uh, just be wary of that. Uh, the other quick and dirty tip that I have for you is to make sure you look at your state laws and requirements when it comes to filing taxes, vehicle registration, property taxes, because depending on where you are moving to, you may find yourself paying property taxes in both states. Doesn't matter if you're not going to stay in that state for the remainder of the year. So just look at those things and be aware of those costs, right? And other, another quick and dirty tip is that no home is alike. So sometimes your favorite curtains are not going to fit the new place's windows. So son, uh, that's another cost to consider for curtains and those type of things. So sometimes making your new place a home, it doesn't mean that you have to complete that right away. Take your time, shop for your, those deals instead of getting there and saying, oh my goodness, I have to fill this up. I have to make this. I have to buy more things to put on the wall. Just take your time. It doesn't have to be done all at once. So just be money savvy there. The last quick and dirty tip that I have for you is that sometimes depending on where you're moving to, that means some new items for the wardrobe, especially if you're going to a place that's extremely cold or extremely hot. When we had to move to what I call the North Pole, which is North Dakota, and even though we were moving from Kansas where there was winter there, there was snow, we had to invest in warmer, warmer winter coats and gear because I kid you not, North, that's why I call North Dakota the North Pole. It gets cold. The kids went out to play in recess. Their rule was they could go outside until it got zero degrees. Anything below zero, that's when they went inside, which I found crazy, but they did bundle up, right? So just keep that in mind. And when you do that, just buy those items off season. You can get the better deals. Aside from things from the wardrobe, I, we also had to buy a snowblower uh, because in North Dakota, that snow stays <laughs> for so long. I'm, I'm just... Uh, thinking back the memories that I have of that cold weather. And it's always snowing. So shoveling that snow all the time is not necessarily so so much fun because it is a ton of snow. So there is just, it was a norm to have a snowblower. And 
Again, you can plan these purchases ahead of time, but just have an idea of what you're getting into, especially when it comes to weather differences that you're uh, than you're used to. So those are some of my quick and dirty tips. I hope that you have found this helpful and really that you can implement this. And again, you may not be moving now, but I wanted to make sure that you're aware of this because I've done this like way too many times (laughs) in my lifetime, eight times in 18 years. That's just my adult life. That's really when I count it because it's when I was living in the real life and paying for things and where the finances uh, really was our responsibility. So hopefully that was helpful for you. So we already clarified that moving always comes with unexpected surprises and some of those impacting our money. And even though we can't always be fully prepared on the financial side, having clarity of our money headquarters, our overall picture of our money will help. That's why I created that money daily ritual. This tool will help you figure out your strengths and what areas your financial life needs more attention. And you can grab your free copy over at jenhemphill.com forward slash ritual. Next week, we're going to start our season break. Having said that, we're not going to leave you hanging. We will do a few replays and a few mini episodes. Then on Thursday, January 3rd, we will start back up with new episodes and new guests. So that is a wrap for today. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to tune into the show. You can check out the show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash 162. And also don't forget, if you love this episode, please do share with a friend, family member, stranger, coworker, because we never know what's going on and really in their financial life and how much of an impact this show, this episode can have on them or can give them a dose of inspiration. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening and I will see you with the replays and the mini episodes next Thursday. 